Welcome to the Life Church Reno podcast. Here at Life Church, we seek to love God, love others, and make a difference. From wherever you're listening, we pray that this message impacts you. Happy New Year, Life Church. Oh, man, I hope you guys had a great Christmas and a great New Year celebrating with family and friends or however you kind of bring in the new year. Um, and as I, was, as I was kind of preparing this message and thinking, you know, it's something that New Year's always brings. Uh, when the New Year happens, uh, two things always happen. One, you reflect on the past year. Uh, you probably reflect on maybe successes and failures that you've had or highs and lows throughout the year. Uh, if you lost a loved one, you mourn them again, but you also remember the kind of the great times and celebrate them again. Uh, maybe in the past year, you celebrated some major milestones. Maybe that's uh, in your own personal life or your career, and you've hit some major milestone uh, in your career, a milestone in your marriage. Maybe it's 10, 15, 20 plus years. Uh, you you kind of remember those, those great moments. Uh, maybe, maybe you personally or, or somebody in your family graduated high school or college. Uh, somebody got engaged or married and you've added to your family. And you kind of remember all these uh, moments, both the good and the bad. Uh, the other thing that happens with New Year's is you kind of look to the future. Uh, you start to dream about, man, what does 2023 look like for me and my family, uh, for me personally or my career? Or maybe if, if you are in school, you start to think about, uh, man, what does the next year bring for your education? Uh, you start to think about or plan for 2023. If you're a planner at all, you, probably, you might already have vacations planned or birthdays. Uh, you start to plan what the holidays of next year will look like for you. Um, and you start to come up and dream of all these things. Now, I don't really know what 2023 uh, holds for you individually or, or for, for um, the whole year, how it looks. Uh, but I do know this. Here's what I know about 2023 that I can guarantee. I can guarantee that there will be 12 months in 2023. I can guarantee you that there will be 365 days of 2023. Those 365 days equal out to about uh, 8,760 hours. And um, 8,762 hours. Now, when it, within those hours, you got work, you got sleep, you got all the things uh, if you work, say, 40 hours a week on average throughout the year, that equals out to 1,992 hours. So you would subtract that from the total amount of hours. You are now left with 6,768 hours. Uh, if you sleep on average eight hours a night and you were to take that from that 6,768 hours, you're left with 3,848 hours. That equals to just a little bit over 160 days. So out of the 365 days of the year, 205 days are spent either working or sleeping. And that's uh, only if you, if you only work 40 hours a week. That is only if you sleep eight hours a night. That's not factoring in if you work more than 40 hours a week, which I know many of you do if you work, especially for those that work in like hospitals or, or first responders that are working 10, 12, 14 hour shifts. Uh, if you're working overtime, if you, uh, if you take a nap, if you sleep longer than eight hours, you have drastically less than 160 days. Uh, you only have 160 days if all you do is sleep only eight hours and you only work 40 hours a week. That's not including your meals, vacations, family events, birthdays, 
holidays, uh, any event or sporting thing that your child does, any entertainment that you enjoy, right? All of that factored in, you have drastically less days. So I think that's a reason why we always say when the holidays roll around, wow, I can't believe it's already uh, Halloween. I can't believe it's already Thanksgiving. I can't believe it's already Christmas. I can't believe the year is already over, which you've probably said in the past couple of months. Our years flow by because we think we have 365 days, but with all of that stuff factored in, we see mathematically, we really don't have as much time as we think. And today I just wanna take a little bit of time and kind of encourage you. We don't really have the amount of time we think we have in this next year. That really, uh, we need to be, we need to take more opportunity, leverage our opportunity that we need to make the most of the opportunity and the little time that we have to do God's will for us. That's my hope and my prayer for you in 2023 is that, man, we would learn both individually in our personal lives and as a church to really leverage every moment and every opportunity this year to do God's will for us both individually and as a church. If you have your Bibles, open up to Ephesians chapter five, verse 15. I, uh, with doing this online, I, I always wonder, man, I wonder if people actually cheered in their homes. And uh, did you cheer really loudly? Did you not cheer at all? Did you not cheer, but maybe your kids did? Um, and, and I recognize that since we are watching this online, it's January 1st, I'm gonna try to keep this message short because um, if you are watching this like I am today in my house, then you will be like me with kids running around and it being noisy and my boys tackling each other and it being very hard to try to concentrate the whole time. Verse 15 says this, look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. Therefore do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Here's our first thing, live like your time is running out. Verse 15 again says, look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise. Paul urges us to look at our lives and to, to look at the days, how we lived them, and to live a life uh, with wisdom. You see, it's foolish to think that we have all the time in the world. That's foolish thinking. Or that we will make a kingdom impact later on in life, that we'll make a kingdom impact when, uh, when we have more time that we'll make a kingdom impact or we'll do things like disciple or serve or even surrender to God when things are more perfect in my life, when my life isn't so busy or stressed or uh, to think that, that, that I'll make a bigger impact when my kids graduate and they're out of the house and maybe I have more time to do that. You see, the reality is, is we don't have all the time in the world. A wise person knows that. A wise person knows that their time is short. That, that it's running out. A wise person knows that life will never be perfect until Jesus returns. David says this in uh, Psalm 39, four, he says, oh Lord, make me know my end and what is the measure of my days? Let me know how fleeting I am. David understood that his life was fleeting. He knew with every passing hour, he grew closer to the end of his time here on earth. Imagine if God answered this prayer. Imagine if you prayed, God, could you just tell me when the end was for me? When my life would be over? Imagine if God answered that prayer. How would you live your life? What would rise to the top? Would that determine how you live your life? 
Would you live your life uh, traveling, experiencing everything that this world has to offer, different cultures and places? Would you, you know, would you quit your job and just, just, just spend it all uh, experiencing the world? Would you, um, would you spend your life living out God's will for your life? Is that what you would do? You see, my question for you is, what if you knew 2023 would be your last year on earth? Right, what if you knew that when the clock strikes midnight, December 31st, 2023, that your life would end? How would you live this next year? What would, what would be your priorities? What would you, uh, how would you use that time if you knew and you lived like you knew life was running out? Would, your, uh, would you live based on your earthly desires or would it be an eternal passion? How, how motivated would you be? What would rise to the top? You see, I, uh, I really don't believe that we should live our life determined or, or based on knowing when our life would end. That the knowledge of how much time we have left would determine how I live my life. James 4, 14 through 15 says, yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life for you are a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, I love this. If the Lord wills, we will live and do this or that. You see, there's anybody that's lived uh, long enough knows that life is short. Everybody knows that life is short. And since I know that my time is running out, I should live my life based on and determined by an eternal focus. The question is not God, how much time do I have? But instead, God, how do you want me to live my life with the time that I have left? See, God, what is your will for my life and the time I have here on earth? There are people that, are, uh, that travel the world. You can find them on social media, the social media influencers that just travel the world, uh, experience all the world has to offer. There's people, adrenaline junkies, that uh, go from place to place, chasing the next adrenaline rush and this next uh, adrenaline high. And when you talk to people like that, uh, they have a common phrase or phrases that they will say. Uh, some of them are, is life is too short not to take a risk or life is too short not to experience and try new things. You see, for the Christian, we should live like our time on earth is running out. God has placed us here in this time on purpose. And we should live a life that is trying to find and live out that purpose of why God put us here on purpose during this time, during this day, in the place we are. I wanna encourage you, man, go into this new year praying, God, how do you wanna use me? How do you wanna use me in this next year? And then live with this passion, this fire for Jesus that makes other people say, that person lives like they have nothing to lose. Because here's the thing, for the Christian we have salvation through our faith in Jesus Christ. We have a promise of eternity in heaven. So losing our life here really is not losing anything at all. Yeah, I might die today and lose my life here on earth, but I spend eternity with Jesus. That that actually becomes the greatest day of my life when I am no longer living in a world full of sin and death and heartache and pain and tears but then I will spend eternity at some point with Jesus where scripture tells us, man, there's a promise that there will be no more tears, no more heartache, no more pain, no more sickness, no more death. 
You see, for the Christian, we got to remember, man, Scripture tells us that dying to this life means finding true life in Jesus, that we really have nothing to lose because we have the assurance of the greatest gift through the Savior, whom we just celebrated the birth of him a few days ago. I want to encourage you, man, live like your time is running out. I also want to encourage you, leverage your time. Verse 16 says, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. I like the way the message version and Eugene Peterson writes this. He says, make the most of every chance you get. These are desperate times. This is not just a charge to the early church when Paul wrote this letter. This is a charge for all Christians until Jesus returns. You can look throughout history. You can look at our news today. It's desperate times. Our world is rampant with sin and it will continue to be. And our world is desperate for Christians to begin to leverage our time and to use the time that we have, the little time that we have here on earth to share the gospel, to to be the hands and feet of Jesus, to spread the love of Christ. Paul uses the word kairos for time. It denotes a measured, allocated, fixed season that God has kind of set boundaries on our life here on earth. Right? And within that time is our, our, our service to him. It's true, man. We will worship God for all of eternity, but he's also put us here during this kairos for a purpose. Paul pleads with us, pleads for us to make the most of our time immediately after he pleads with us to walk wisely. You see, living like our time is running out means that we need to leverage our time. It is spiritually foolish for us to waste time and opportunity with half-hearted service to the Lord. The word used for making the most of has a basic meaning of buying back or redeeming our time that we need to buy back our time. And I talked at the very beginning of this about how little time we really have in 2023, that we really need to buy back our time, but we don't buy it back for our own purposes. We redeem our time to live out what God has called us to do. Scripture has uh, many moments of wasted opportunities by people. When Noah and his family closed the doors of the ark, it was a wasted opportunity, a closed opportunity for anybody else to be saved from the flood. In Matthew 25, we get the story of the uh, five foolish virgins that let their lamps run out and that they were closed off from the wedding feast, a wasted opportunity they missed out on the wedding feast. Judas spent three years in the very presence of Jesus, wasted his opportunity and betrayed Jesus, forfeited his soul for 30 pieces of silver. I think oftentimes we read scripture and we celebrate these great moments and rightfully so, but we celebrate these moments and these maybe heroes of our faith. And we celebrate, man, look what they did. And I think that's right. I think we should do that. But I think also we should read scripture and and learn from the tragic moments, from the tragic stories. And in these cases, the wasted opportunities by people that we need to learn from these to leverage the time and leverage our opportunity. When we read about heroes in scripture and look, look at, man, how did they use the time that they had here on earth? Well, why are they heroes of our faith? Man, because they lived out what God called them to do and took every opportunity they could to live out what God had called them to do. See, leveraging our time means we take every opportunity to serve God and live out his will for our lives. 
Look back on 2022 for you personally and reflect. Are there moments that you missed? Opportunities that you might've had that you just weren't aware of, that you missed? And then why? I know I have those. And if you can't identify those moments, if you're married, ask your spouse. If you're not married, maybe ask a parent, a friend that you trust, that can be honest with you, that, that their honesty won't break your friendship. Don't take it personal, but ask, were there moments I missed? Was there opportunity that I missed? And why did I miss those? See, as we look forward to 2023, I wanna encourage you, man, leverage your time. Use your time and take advantage of the opportunity God has given you. The opportunity to live right now in this time for his glory. He's placed you here on purpose. He has something for you. I wanna encourage you to leverage the time you have now and for this next year to do exactly what God wants you to do, to live that out. Here's our last thing, is to be able to use the short time we have here on earth for the glory of God, we must learn God's will. Verse 17 says, therefore do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. There's a quote, and I don't know who said it. Um, I read the quote. I I don't know who to give credit to, um, but I do love it. It says, life is too short to do everything we want to do, but it is long enough for us to do everything God wants us to do. I'm gonna say that again. Life is too short to do everything we want to do. Man, life is too short for me to see everything in the world I would like to see. My wife and I, and I've had these conversations with friends, man, if there's any place you can go in the world, where would you go? And everybody has their different answers. Mine has always been like Tahiti. Uh, Just because of pictures I've seen on Google, it looks absolutely beautiful. I'm Samoan, Polynesian. I'd love to be in the Polynesian Islands. Um, But where would you go, right? And then if you start to think about, man, where are all the places in the world I would like to go? The reality is, is life is too short for me to see all the things and experience all the things I'd like to do. But my life is perfectly long enough that God has given me just the right amount of time to do exactly what he wants me to do. What a fulfilling life that would be to get to the end of your life and say, man, I did not experience everything I wanted to see, but I did everything God wanted me to do. What a what an amazing statement that would be able to make at the end of my life. I lived exactly how long God wanted me to live and did everything God wanted me to do. I've accomplished the work that he put me here on earth to do. You see, when we are what, when we are what God wants us to be, he is in control of our will and, and our will is merged with his will. And then he gives us the desires that he has planted in our hearts. When our priorities are God's priorities, he is free to work in and through us to accomplish great things. Say that again. When our priorities are God's priorities, God can do amazing things. God's basic will is found in scripture. We find his perfect and sufficient guidelines for knowing and doing what God wants us to do. But here, when Paul writes this, he's talking more specifically about each person's individual calling, that what God's will is for you personally and for me personally, that's a little harder to find. You don't, you don't open up scripture and find a letter to Jericho and it's mapped out. Jericho, I want you to do this on this day or in this year. This is how I want you to do it. There are basic guidelines 
that I could tell you for every believer that God wants to use you, that he's given you gifts and talents, that he wants to use you both in the world, but also to, to, to build up in uh, the body of Christ to glorify him, that he calls us to this uh, a loving devotion to him, that there is no other God besides him, that, that he's above everything else, not to place any other idol over him. I can tell you that, 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 that uh, a basic uh, will of God is for us to love him with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength. And then to love our neighbor like ourselves, which Jesus said is the greatest commandments, to love God and to love others. That, that, that's a basic will of God for all Christians. But for you personally, I cannot tell you what God's will is for you personally in your life. That's something for you to find out. I think if I am trying to tell you what God's will is for your life, I think I'm trying to play God. And that's not who I am. You could ask anybody that knows me. I am not God. But I do believe God has something for you, that he has a special calling on your life. And that's something for you to figure out. We figure this out by, by prayer. We figure it out by reading and studying scripture and in our personal relationship with God. And here's my advice to you. If you think you know, man, I think God's calling me to do this in 2023 or for the next five years, the rest of my life. If you believe that maybe God is calling you to do something, here's one way you can confirm that calling. You talk to some other mature Christians in your life. Maybe it's some pastors on staff. Maybe it's some of the prayer team that's usually up in front of the stage. Um, maybe it's a, somebody in your life group. But you talk to a few people and say, hey, I think God is calling me to do this. Ask them to pray about it for a week or two. Come back to that conversation and go, what do you guys think? One, if what you believe God is calling you to do is not confirmed in scripture, then I don't think God is calling you to do that. God doesn't contradict himself. That's out of his character. That's not who he is. So I'll first make sure it lines up with scripture. God's basic will and commands for all believers. Do you find it in scripture? Because if not, then I don't think that's what God is calling you to do. Two, see if it's confirmed through other people that you trust, mature believers. Hey, I think God might be calling me to do this. Can you pray about it? What do you think? It may not be so, or maybe it is. And you'll get this confirmation also from other believers. I believe God speaks through his people just as he speaks through his word. I don't know what it is for you, but here's what I do believe. I do believe God has a plan for you for 2023, specifically for you. That maybe, um, maybe God is calling somebody out of life church to start and lead a new ministry. Not just you've got a good idea or you've been a part of another church that they did this, but actually start and lead a ministry. Not just hey, I think we should do this, but, but to lead it, to run with it, that God has equipped you to lead that ministry. That maybe God is calling somebody or their family to be a missionary, that he's broken your heart or you and your family's heart for a certain people group, and he's calling you into the mission field. I believe God is calling all of us to serve in the various ministries of Life Church. If, you, if you're a partner here at Life Church, that he's actually put you here to serve. And maybe, maybe for some of you, you, you have a, a teaching gift, but you're not really using it. That you think the only way to use that gift is the way I use mine or Pastor Dave or Pastor Greg, Dusty, uh, Pastor Tom. And, and it's only up on a stage on a Sunday. 
but that actually God wants you to use your teaching gift in a life group or a Bible study, or he wants you to use your teaching gift in teaching uh, kids and our, our, our kids' ministry about who Jesus is. That I believe God has gifted you and he wants to use you for the betterment of the body of Christ and life church, that he wants to use you to serve in our, our various ministries. I believe that he may be calling some of you um, with the skills and the gifts that you have in your career. And he wants to use that for the kingdom of God. Pastor Scott's a great uh, example of this. Pastor Scott is a very successful man and was very successful even before he came to Life Church. But there was a moment for Pastor Scott that he realized God wanted now to use the gifts and the talents that he had developed and grown in his career now for the church. And there is no doubt that Life Church as a whole, the body of Life Church, our city, our country, our world has benefited from God using the skills and the gifts that he had given Pastor Scott now for Life Church, without a doubt. And maybe God wants to use, to use you in 2023 and in the future with whatever skills that you have in your career. And he wants to use that to now better, uh, to expand his kingdom. I believe some of you junior high, high school, college students, and God has put you on your campus on purpose, that you're not there only to get an education. That's a big reason, but God's also put you there maybe to reach some unchurched people, that you're there on purpose. You're there for more than just an education. I believe God wants to use you in 2023 in a mighty way on your campus. Now, I'm not telling you, go stand up on the lunch tables or go stand up in some quad area and just, you know, start preaching the gospel, grab your megaphone and do it that way. But maybe it's just through developing relationships and friendships with people that don't go to church. And maybe you're their connection to Christ. I believe God wants to use you, that you're not too young to be used by God, that he really wants to use you in your friendships and the, the community and the people that you're around in your schools. I also believe that maybe God wants to use some of your homes, that he actually wants you to start opening up your door to your neighbors and bringing them over to your house to, to build relationships and friendships. So those people in your neighborhood can come into your house and see the love of Christ lived out. My wife and I, uh, a couple of weeks ago, did a, uh, a holiday potluck, invited a bunch of our neighbors over. And, and we had, uh, I think six houses, seven houses come over. Um, we only knew really one of them uh, and the rest of them had come over. And we just did a potluck and it was just for us to meet our neighbors and start building those relationships with them. And it was really cool getting to know them, uh, what they do. Uh, my wife has been walking around our neighborhood, passing out little Christmas goodies, um, to our neighbors and, and we've come to find out, man, we have this gentleman uh, in our neighborhood, uh, leaves his house about 5, 5.30 in the morning, gets home after 5.30, a uh, single man. And uh, he was explaining to my wife that, uh, you know, everybody that's around him, he lives a little bit away from us, but everybody that's around him, you know, they have time to shovel their driveways and shovel the sidewalk. Um, but he leaves so early in the morning, it's so cold that it's still snowing or freezing that he doesn't do it in the morning. And when he gets home, uh, by that time, people have walked on the sidewalk and now it's just ice. He can't really get the snow off. Uh, and my wife told me, she's like, maybe that's a guy that, that, you know, when we have to shovel our driveway and our sidewalk, maybe you can go by his house and you can shovel it for him. And I was like, yeah, it's a great idea. We just met him, but it's a way that we could serve him, help him out. 
Maybe God wants to use your house to develop those relationships. Maybe God wants to use your house to start another life group and to, 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 to bring a, a community for other believers in the church. I don't know what God has for you, but I do believe that God wants to use you and he wants to use me more than he ever has before. Don't get me wrong. God has done amazing things in the 17 plus years of Life Church. Absolutely amazing things. If you're new to Life Church and you have not been to our Life Track class, go, go to that and find out the history of, of, of what God did in Pastor Dave and Pastor Claire's heart to come and plant Life Church. And man, what he, what he has done over the, the years of Life Church. It's amazing. God has done amazing things. But make no mistake, I do not believe God is done using Life Church. I don't believe God is done using the people of Life Church. I don't believe that He's done. If you remember uh, back in January, or February of 2022, Pastor Dave gave the vision message. And he, part of that vision was that to make a greater kingdom impact in Northern Nevada. And God's not done with us, He's not done with you. You're still taking breath. You are still here. God, I believe God wants to use you. I believe he wants to use us in a mighty way. And I believe he wants to use you because you're here right now during this time on purpose and with a purpose. He's got a purpose for you. I want to end with this. It's a story of a man named Kefa Sempangi. He was a pastor in Uganda. I hope, he, I, hope I said his name right. Uh, it was a pastor of Uganda of a small church. And when he started his church, Idi Amin had just come into military and political power and they had hopes of peace. And uh, that was definitely not what had happened. The pastor started to notice that friends and neighbors of his started to disappear, especially those that were Christians. They started to disappear. And they were all faced with this totally unexpected and horrible danger. His church realized that life as they had known it was at an end. And at that, and the very existence of the Lord's people and the Lord's work in their land was threatened with extinction. They began continuous vigils of prayer, taking turns praying for long hours. And when they weren't praying, they were witnessing to their neighbors and their friends. As hard as that time was, that church still stands today. And the reason that church stands is because the people made the most of their opportunity. They did not succumb to the evil days in which they lived. And they sought God's will, both for their lives as individuals and for their church. My hope and prayer for each one of us is this, man, that we would live life like we know time is running out. That we would leverage every opportunity for the glory of God. And that we would learn his will for our lives personally and for us as a church to make a greater kingdom impact in 2023. Man, church, I hope, I pray that we as a body of Christ would be individuals who live out, who leverage our time here, that we take, make the most of every opportunity in the next year to make a greater kingdom impact across Northern Nevada, our country, our world. I don't think God is done with you. I don't believe God is done with us. I believe God has great things for you in this next year. Great plan for you. That you're here on purpose with a purpose. And it's a great thing 
when we start to find, man, what has God put us here for? And when we begin to live that out, we start seeing God move in amazing ways. My hope for 2023, my dream for 2023, is to see God move in a mighty way in you, in your family, and in our church. That next year, when New Year's comes, we look back and go, man, look at what God did in 2023. Look at what God did in your life. Look at what he did in my life. Look at what he did in the life of our church. Look at how he used us to make an impact in our, king, in our community. Look at, what, look at how uh, his kingdom is expanding. Look at what God is doing. We used to have this saying, and we still do at Life Church on staff, my yes is on the table. And what it was, what it meant was um, when somebody said, hey, I needed help, but, hey, my yes is on the table. Whatever you need, I'll do it. My yes is on the table. How amazing would it be if every partner here at Life Church, if every Christ follower said, hey, God, my yes is on the table. Whatever you want, whatever you call me to do, I'll say yes. What if we put that yes on the table, even if we don't know what that means? God, I'll, do, I'll go wherever, do whatever you call me to do. My yes is on the table. Let me pray for you. Lord, we uh, come before you. And this is January 1st, 2023, as we look forward to the new year. Well, I pray that we would examine our own hearts, our own desires. And Lord, we would put our yes on the table with you. Whatever you call us to do, we will do. Wherever you call us to go, we will go. Lord, I believe you're calling, you have a will for people here listening to this this morning and your desire, your will for them, Lord, is to make a great impact for your kingdom that you have given them gifts and talents that you want to use in 2023 and the future. Lord, I pray that we would be a church, man, that lives like we've got nothing to lose. Lord, that we would live in a way that says, I know my time is short here on earth, so I'm going to use every moment I can to grow the kingdom of God, to love and to share the gospel with other people. Lord, that we would leverage our opportunities for your glory, not our own. Lord, I pray that you would reveal your will for us as individuals and for us as a church, that you would make that clear through your word, through our prayer, that you would speak to us. I'm excited for 2023 and what you're going to do, God. Although we maybe have a limited time on earth, man, time does not, uh, does not control you. Lord, I pray that you would just move in a mighty way in the homes of people right now, that you would move in a mighty way through our church, that you would use us to move in our city. Lord, that we get to be your hands and feet. It's an honor that we get the opportunity to serve you. In your son Jesus' name, amen. So church, I hope you have a great New Year's Day celebrating, and we look forward to seeing you guys back in person next Sunday at nine or at 10.30. We cannot wait to see you guys. We love you. Hope you have a great week. God bless.
Thank you for listening to the Life Church Reno podcast. Remember to subscribe to hear more messages like this. And you can also find more information at lifechurchreno.com. Blessings to you.